Top Soup Podcast, where I'm your host, Preston Planells. We've got people from all across the nation that will discuss and reveal their own ways of how they conquered their own mountains. Our goal is to give you as much information as you need on how you can reach your own highest potential and can be on top soon. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the On Top Soon podcast. Uh, today, I have a special guest with me who I've only known for a little bit, but I'm happy to say she's a really good friend of mine. Um, all the way from the UK, I have Kat Robbins from the University of Iowa rowing team. Kat, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to get through this coronavirus stuff, you know? Yeah, same here. Yeah, um, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on. I, uh, I have nothing to do. I make TikToks with my dad, you know? I mean, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing with your time? I'm, I've got back into reading. Okay. Um, I like to sit out in the garden. Oh, I've got a Switch and I play a lot of Animal Crossing. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Um, that's it. Some exercise here and there, trying to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Stay yeah. in shape. Stay in shape. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah. That, it's an attempt. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you have an attempt to, to stay in shape. I am too. What are you reading right now? Um, I'm reading Harry Potter books. Okay. Were you the, uh, the person that watched them first or read them first? I watched them first. Hey, yeah. me too. Every, yeah. every listener is going to hate us for that right now. Yeah, I am. Um, it's been, this is our fourth week of lockdown. And I'm on the third book already. Wow. So I'm quite, I never used to really read. Mm-hmm. but Which I'm is better, reading the, the books or the movies so far? So far, probably books. Wow. Okay. Because there's right. stuff that's not in the movies. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So a little bit about what we're going to talk about. Um, just talking about the process, um, you know, I, I, a lot of our listeners know that it, it, it varies from uh, different schools about how recruiting goes, um, college experiences, different sports could mean different things they do. Um, how did that process go with you? Because you are in, considered an international student. Mm-hmm. So, like, how, how, how did that work for you? Um. I guess my experience would be quite different from the international side. Um, I never went on an official visit. August 17th, when my flight came in to Iowa City, was, well, Cedar Rapids, was the first time I'd been to, like, been to Iowa. My coach then did the little tour, and that was that. I kind of just got thrown into it. Um, I think overall it's sort of like met expectations and gone higher. I've really enjoyed myself. That's good. Yeah. Um, No, it's been a really good semester. I love the team. Um, All the girls, there's like 60 or something girls. Yeah. Um, There's about 40 novice and 20 something varsity girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we got really close with that 20. And then made some friends with an office. Well, yeah, that's good. Um, I know, I know in the beginning of the year, you know, they were talking about how, I don't know if it's just for Iowa, but we bring in like 
don't know, like a hundred girls, 120 girls just to try out for rowing or something. You know, I don't, I don't know how it goes, but I mean, can you, can you touch up a little bit on that? Yeah. So I know that um, they don't really do this for international students because to bring in an international rower, you have to have rowed before and have meet a certain time Mm. um, and have like meet certain requirements and stuff. Whereas I know that they do a lot of contacting through high schools Mm. and um, a lot of it is, it's called like, um, what do they call it? talent transfers okay yeah, so yeah, yeah. they sort of look for girls that have been on volleyball or basketball we had a few like cross-country runners and swimmers sort of tall built girls that have never rode before and so there's a specific sort of special group of about 20 of them so they were sort of like automatically signed for the rowing team um so they made up about a third of novice and then we quite heavily sort of advertise rowing, um, especially in the first couple weeks of college, like when we started. Um, So I know that one of the girls that joined who's doing really well, my friend Ellie, she literally lived across the hall from me. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, you're tall. And she was from Iowa and she was on the swim team at high school, not sure which one. And she wasn't sure about swimming at college, but I said she should row. So she started yeah. through the novice program as well. Um, but it's not all height. I mean, we took, we take in everyone for rowing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you want to learn to row, you can. So yeah, yeah well, I think I, mean, I guess that's, that's a bit of a difference. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I mean, it just gives more opportunity for people who who are in you know one specific sport, like I am. You know, mm-hmm. to to try different things. I mean. I just it's I think it's it's crazy how like rowing does that because I feel like we like a lot of sports should be doing that you know yeah especially I mean I know scholarship is scholarship you know like like there's going to be some people on scholarship some people not on scholarship but like if you have someone who's Yao Ming height you know who's just tall seven feet and who has never played basketball in his life, but mm-hmm. should be able to just understand the concept of putting a ball in a basket. Like, I feel like yeah. that should be like, you know, you should give him an opportunity, you know? I mean, yeah, I know I mean, it's different. From what I've heard, I yeah. Cause I, cause I guess you don't have walk-ons. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if any sport does allow walk-ons. I think we're the only team that, you could have never rowed, never picked up an oar and yeah. learned to row. So, yeah, yeah, cool. I think, yeah, rowing. I know we did that this year for rowing. I mean, what what is the, the reason behind it? Like having doing like having that many girls on a rowing um, I know that so for, don't get the opportunity to row, you know? Yeah. So for racing in varsity, there's um two eights and three fours um and then for racing for novice there's two eights so that's 16 novice girls that would get to race at big 10 championships and double etc um but over the i know over the this year especially we didn't actually have 
enough girls to make our vast to make the two eights and three fours for varsity and we actually had a big group of girls that had never rode before mm -hmm. that you know by from august to march i guess we were there for about six seven months mm -hmm. you know a lot of them had come up to our standard and were beating people that had been rowing yeah. before which was really cool to watch yeah yeah that's really cool um yeah yeah you talked about a lot of like just the amount of, of people you have on team mm -hmm. um how did you i mean did you ever have like a a relationship with the coach i mean it must have been hard to you know have that not like one-on-one -on -one relationship but mm -hmm. just to like know that you're there because I know like for me, it was, it was a little hard to, to get started having a, a relationship with the head coach, you know? So, so were you able to have that relationship like during the process, during the recruiting process or like how, how did that come up? Yeah. I mean, luckily, so the two, our coach that sort of does recruitment, coach Garber, he is great. Mm -hmm. Um, so lovely um and then we've got coach carter um who's head coach yeah. um and i spoke to them both through the recruiting process so i spoke to them through started quite late i started speaking to them in march okay. um wow. so of 2019 so literally not like a year and a bit ago Wow. Yeah. Um, and I was meant to be coming in August and, you know, people are signing in November before that. Me, me. So, <laughs> yeah. So I spoke to them, I guess, from like March till I got there and they were really good with, we'd set up calls mm -hmm. pretty much every week at the start. Um, from at the beginning, it was mostly talking to coach Garber. Um, he sort of told me everything I needed to know. And I formed a really good relationship with him and he and with him and my parents, especially. I think that was something that really helped me is that both the coaches got to know my parents. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't able to go on an official visit just because of racing time. It was when I guess around April was when I wanted to No, I started speaking in December and I signed by March. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I was going to say, so, wow, that's, yeah. I'm like, wow, this is a different route yeah. for recruiting. I'm okay, but I, so I only really spoke to them for about three months before I signed. Um, but around March, um, I was racing, they were started racing in Iowa, and there wasn't like the right time for me to come on my visit, mm. um, especially with flying across. It's a six-hour time difference, yeah. so it sort of takes out a chunk of your time. Mm -hmm. So I was really lucky where both the coaches actually flew over and they got to see some other kids who were in the UK wow. and got to see me race. Um, yeah. So there are quite a few um, rules where they weren't allowed to talk to me when I was racing. It was all very serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but after I was done racing, um, Coach Carter had tea with like me and my parents. That's good. And we sort of sat down and in person had a conversation. So... I think that's what sealed it for me. Um, and ever since, you know, this year, every couple of weeks, I'll always go into their office. I think as an international, I am quite close to the coaches. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been really lucky to have that. And I guess I encourage people that 
didn't go through as long as a recruiting process to like get out there and speak to the coaches more yeah 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 I mean I mean definitely I, I would definitely agree I mean for our listeners right now like I would say exactly what you said just you got to reach out yeah um, I think the biggest thing is people people wait and think they like not really like deserve it but just kind of feel like they're entitled to get these like you know mm-hmm. like have have this opportunity given instead of you got to go reach for it you know yeah uh, I think for me I I had the same thing I reached out to <clears throat> I think around almost 60 to 80 schools d1 wow. you know d1 or d2 um just because I wanted to know where my level it level was you mm-hmm. know and I think I think that's, it's definitely, I mean, that's, that's crazy. I, I haven't had anybody actually tell me that they, they flew out and had tea, tea with them, you know, <laughs> um, that's, that's pretty cool. I'll tell you that, that that's pretty cool. Um, so, so obviously your parents love them, you know, yeah. right. That's good. Um, how did you like, was there anything like specific that like you connected with the coach? Um, because I know like for me, I connected with my assistant coach really close because her family um her family is actually from the city next to mine in california so so do you guys have any similarities or how did that connection start um i know well i guess with coach carter he's um from canada and he's from nova scotia where i know that well i don't particularly know an awful lot but he always says that they're quite um they have a br- strong like British culture compared to the rest of Canada. I don't know um, for what reasons, but he always, um, I met his wife and his son and, you know, they're very into his son. Mason is obsessed with drinking tea. Um, <laughs> I know and you love tea. They, yeah. They went on a trip to the UK a couple years ago with rowing and mm-hmm. his family got to come. And so I think, like him being a dad and coach Garbett's also a dad he's from Philly which is he's very different to people that I know in Iowa Mm -hmm. um he's very friendly not that people in Iowa aren't but he's like (laughs) he's a real like dad figure and you you know he has a black chair in his office and I've cried multiple times on that chair (laughs) for good and bad reasons or happy and sad um but yeah like just them being so welcoming I feel like I can talk to them about anything. That's um, good. Yeah. Especially with my parents not being there. So yeah, it was definitely good to have them. I mean, we have um, coaches for the novice team. I'm not as close with them. Um, so I think we have four coaches plus Brooke, our athletic trainer. So yeah. 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 I mean, I think you, you hit it round spot of how a, a relationship would be or should be with a coach. You know, yeah. the fact that you can openly stay right now on the podcast that you, you experienced emotions <laughs> is huge, you know? Um, oh yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are, you know, kind of, kind of scared to, to say something about like their emotions or, or talking to them about coaches, like talking yeah. to them with coaches. Um, I think that it's, it's nice that someone is able to have that relationship. Um, I know yeah. I walked into my, my assistant coach's office and 
was pissed or I got sad or I was extremely happy. So I think that's definitely, definitely something that all of like our listeners should be, should know is that you almost need to find that, that next, like, not like parent figure, but someone that could look out for you like on the same level. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And I think you definitely know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't speak to a lot of colleges. I spoke to one, two, three, four, um, who I actually had like phone calls with and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was quite relaxed during the process. I didn't really reach out to as many people as my f- other friends have. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, one of the reasons I reached out to Iowa first is because my home coach um, met Garber um, at a race and they became quite good friends and her daughters um, nearly went to Iowa, but they had an injury, so mm-hmm. it, yeah. they couldn't have come to Rowe. Yeah. Um, so I guess she was the one that pushed me to come here. But I guess speaking with other coaches from other colleges, they were really nice um, and it slowly sort of fizzled out where I had, you know, one conversation with one and then quite a few with others. And um, it got to the point where I was sort of speaking to two different schools quite often, but you could, I think I knew that like coach Carter and coach Garber were like where I wanted to go. Um, So you kind of know, I think just from like speaking to other people as well. So I sort of like push people to, speak to other colleges as well um because even though I really wanted to go to Iowa you know I still wanted to speak to others just so I could compare contrast and yeah yeah well I'm glad you picked Iowa I'll tell you that yeah that um how is I mean you you said that you you only talked to three or four schools um Mm -hmm. did you have a lot of like anxiety or stress about it like I know I know a lot of people during this time are are, you know stressed about about trying to get into a college Mm -hmm. or just stressed about just being looked at you know or just or Mm -hmm. or noticed by a coach I mean were you were you at all like scared about any of that um yes and no I think there was one time when I didn't quite have the times for it that this college wanted so I guess it was upsetting and sort of um sorry it is eight o'clock and we are clapping for the NHS ah I don't know if you can hit fireworks oh yes I heard a little bit okay sorry um so I guess like not meeting times and sort of like speaking to colleges that I thought were out of reach was quite nerve, like nerve wracking. Um, but to be honest, I think, and also because I left it so late, mm-hmm. that made me nervous because yeah. people sign in November and I started speaking to Iowa in, and all colleges in December. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was nerve wracking um, because I thought that, I was scared of being pushed. I know a lot of colleges will kind of push you to sign or get you to sign too early when you're not set. Um, 
yeah but then I was also quite relaxed because I'd also applied to universities in the UK mm-hmm. and I had places there so for me it was sort of like looking into what I wanted to do and sort of going on that journey of realizing that America was like where I wanted to go yeah I also yeah. had the UK universities fall back on so I guess I was relaxed but also stressed um but I can definitely say that when I signed so much stress was taken off yeah and my friends noticed it they literally noticed me become so less stressed and happier so yeah that's good yeah I mean I think uh for me I was well for one I don't think it's it's normal I mean not normal but it's like I think it's fun I think it's still think it's funny how you how you signed in March mm-hmm. and you came to school in August yeah like you you had no idea I mean you you signed like because I signed in October yeah like, in October and I was like oh I'm done I'm done and now I'm hearing like we could have signed in like March I'm like oh my gosh that's unbelievable I don't know how yeah. you're doing it um wow yeah well wait that so you were you signed your senior year yeah Wow. Okay. So yeah. So for swimming, uh, I signed uh, October of my junior year. Oh wow! So you had a whole year of high no, school knowing on. where you were going. Hold on. Actually, hold on. No, I'm sorry. It was senior year. I'm okay. getting all my days confused. Yeah, I, so I, can't I. I can't do it. I'm so confused. Um, but you had yeah. like pretty much like a couple a month into your senior year you signed yes that's yeah. it that sounds yeah. that sounds right that sounds correct soon. so you basically finished summer and then signed away to university and then had a year mm-hmm. wow I mean yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know if it's an international thing but I have heard of quite a few people signing quite late mind you one of my good friends had signed a year and a half before me to Iowa um and I was really lucky to um host my best friend um in November and she came on her official visit and I I rode with her last year and she lives 10 minutes down the road from me and she's coming to Iowa in Uh, August hopefully hopefully um if not whenever she can get here yeah but yes so (laughs) she did it earlier than I did Mm -hmm. but yeah I guess I didn't actually realize until I got to America and started speaking to other athletes about when they signed because I just didn't know I didn't know that December was late I didn't realize that people went on visits in October yeah yeah I mean that's what I'm saying it it, it's different from every sport yeah Like, I know people right now, you know, basketball teams and football teams are, are recruiting juniors right now. Wow. Juniors and sophomores. You know, and it's like, how can you make a decision off of a player or an athlete just based off of, like, freshman and sophomore year? Like, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen the next two years, you yeah. know? Like, for me, I signed in October. And I had probably one of the worst, like, junior and senior years of swimming. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know if I would have been dependent on me. I'm glad they were. I'm glad they, I'm glad it was fine. I'll tell you that. I'm glad it's fine. But um, yeah, it's, it, see, it's, it's different for every sport. You yeah. know, I, you know, it's surprising to me, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it interests me how they choose athletes like soccer players and volleyball players and yeah. football players. Cause you know, we have times mm-hmm. and PBs and statistics. Um, Whereas other teams don't. So I find it quite interesting, actually. It's yeah. something I've never really spoken to people about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's different. I mean, from, yeah. You, like you were saying, it's, it's different from every, from every sport. Um, how was your, you know, I know for me, uh, personally, I had a, a hard time in the first semester of, of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, didn't want to be there. I'll tell you right now, didn't want to be there. Um, and I know, like, people like you and Ava and, and everybody and Laura and, and Soph and Ken, like, they all helped me through it. I mean, how, how was your transition? I mean, especially being far from home. Yeah, I am. I want to say I'm quite sort of confident on my own. And I was. Um, when I first got there, sort of August through to... October I was doing great I was so excited all the time happy great on my own my mum I would hardly call my mum because I just would forget and I'd be busy and I'd be with people and then so recommend people to call their parents and check in but yeah yes check in your parents (laughs) listeners check in but then it hit October um no probably around November when I went back with my roommate Ava to her family for Thanksgiving and it was my birthday and I suddenly realized I was celebrating my birthday on my own well not my own but without my family for the first time um we traveled to Boston and I got to see a load of friends from home um because a few of them came over for that competition and there was other colleges and stuff um and then my friend came and then all of a sudden it hit me so for me, the hardest part was the end of first semester. I really struggled. And like, I was literally counting down the days till I went home. Mm-hmm. Um, and like rowing was hard because then our river froze and we couldn't train on the water from, it snowed in bloody October for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I remember that. I remember so that. It was pretty much my birthday. Yeah. November, December and a bit of October, we couldn't go on the river. So it was just inside grinding Mm -hmm. in the erg room, you know, like hard, boring training. Mm -hmm. And it's those days when you like, just want to stop, which made it hard. And the only thing that kept me going was summer racing, (laughs) which obviously didn't happen. But no, I think I was really good until the end. And then I sort of, would then get frustrated with myself for not being okay. Mm. And I was like getting frustrated at myself for missing home or feeling homesick. But then I kind of eventually realized that everyone feels it. Mm. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I would have to say just like, I think the, for me was the, the practice, you know, the difficulty. Um, yeah. That me off and I was like the same thing. I didn't call my, my parents for a solid like maybe week one yeah. week 
process. I was probably the same. I'd... It was just completely out of, you just forget, you know, yeah. it's, it's nothing against like, yeah, I don't want to call my parents. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I actually forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm really close to my family and I think um, I'd just be so busy all the time and the time that I had to call them, I wouldn't tell them everything and then I'd mention something like, Kat, you didn't tell me that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think. And then once it got to when I was being, like when I was really homesick, I was literally calling my mom like every other day. And I think she was getting annoyed, but <laughs> yeah. She's probably annoyed now that you're home. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, oh. Really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so how was the, uh, I mean, obviously it's different training. Mm -hmm. training yeah. it was completely different from home I mean what was how, how did you juggle that with with new you know schoolwork and yeah. emotions and stuff like that I will tell you I was in shock when I first got there because I'd suddenly gone from so I didn't train with my school um I actually was part of a separate rowing club um so we all went to different schools so we couldn't train during the school day so we had practice in the afternoon so I'd train from 4 30 to 6 every day apart from Fridays and then on the mornings and week on on in the mornings during the weekends so it added up to around 14 hours a week yeah. of training and nice. then suddenly we went to 20 Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was a big shock and like I don't know if it's the same for you with swimming but the hours are when you're rowing so when you're cleaning boats putting boats away stretching mm -hmm. it doesn't count towards the hours so then you're actually at rowing for about 22 hours a week or 24 yeah. hours a week and it's great but it's tiring and I think I definitely struggled at the beginning. I noticed a huge change like in my body and stuff. Um, mm. It was quite interesting to see how, especially in the weight room, like how quickly I was getting stronger. Mm. Um, so that was cool. But it was definitely difficult at the start. And I took 15 credit hours in my first semester. Wow um all 14 no it was 14 um okay. and um I was in I took gen chem one psycho elementary psychology um first year Russian and well for our listeners they just know that you're smart just from no. based on that list that you gave us that's unbelievable there was something else i can't remember <laughs> anyway um i really can't remember what class i did really trying to remember it <laughs> anyway i think just like jumping into a different style of class as well um like i had um had to get used to that definitely sorry my dad's bringing me my dinner um, and, um yeah it was difficult and it took a while and I think it was just like reminding myself that it was okay to be a bit behind luckily with athletics like you know we get all the help with school 
Um, and I was in tutoring. I for I was in tutoring for psychology, um, yeah. which was on a Sunday, which was awful yeah. timing. But yeah, I mean, I was. Um, you know, a lot of people on here on the podcast have, have said that they had trouble with, you know, the, the move from high school, being a high school senior to a college freshman. I mean, I think people don't really consider like when you're a senior in high school, you, you think you're at the top of the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, I felt like that. I mean, a lot of people felt like that. Um, and I think it's, it's crazy once you get to college, like you get hit with everything. Um, you know, another thing that a lot of people have talked about on here is, is the use of resources. You know, I think that using our resources, like we are being student athletes, you know, we have tutoring, we have, um, just keeping up with our food, you know, and making sure we have the right food um fueling stations um we have nicole for nutrition mm-hmm. um we have all these people who who are so like who play a big part mm-hmm. you know and i think it's it's important for for us me and you and and also for people listening that when they come in to college they're not alone you know yeah. i think for for me i felt alone you know most, mostly because I came from a very different place in California. I came from a happy, you know, happy place, sunny all the time, whatever. Um, And I think a lot of people just, you know, for me, I felt alone, like I said, and I took advantage of getting close to my coach or, Mm -hmm. or or doing things, these things, you know, and and you mentioned tutoring, right? I mean, I mean, you also had a close with, with your teammates, you know? Yeah, I think for, yeah, like I definitely grew really close with the older girls, like the senior class and the junior class, um, just because they'd gone and done it before, especially um, the seniors who are internationals. I became really good friends with Eve, um, who she's great. Yeah. And I'm really happy she's coming back next year, just because she's that older character who's been through all been through the international side and I guess like as much as you're not you're you were still in America you know you were completely halfway over halfway across the country yeah Yeah. so I think it was like definitely great to build a relationship with someone on the team um and not always the freshmen because you know with the freshmen you eat with them you Mm -hmm. probably live with you live with one of them and around the rest in your building all the time so I think you know I was really happy to have um Soph and Alex who were like the varsity freshmen with me yeah it was good to have some other friends who weren't them and I wasn't gonna have to be with them all the time but yeah well I'm definitely saying that this is the uh the relationship podcast you know (laughs) I think we talked a lot about just relationship with parents with you know, our coaches, with our friends, with yeah. any of our resources, you know, I'm, um, I think it, it's just an important aspect that people, people need to understand, you know, I mean, you know, you, you being away um, and just trying to connect with people. I mean, I know I got close with you because 
for one, I loved your accent. And <laughs> two, I just want to get to know you because I love me new people and I, I want to, you know, have some kind of connection with them because you're not going to have, you know, you're not going to make you know, like your best friends like set in stone. Cause when you come in, you have, you're going to make friends. Yeah. But you're not going to know, you're not gonna have anyone who's been there with you, you know, from the UK or I'm not going to have any from buddy from California, you know? So you yeah. got to start building things. Um, I mean, how are your late relationships with like, other athletes i'm besides me i know i'm great i know i'm special i know i'm special in cat's heart but like anybody else really um i think yeah i mean through like international stuff um there was jardine held a lot of like fueling stops i can't remember what they're called but basically like events mm -hmm. um for anyone but also sort of targeted international athletes mm -hmm. Um, and I sort of very closely, um, very quickly also found out who was British. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really good friends of Millie, um, yeah. love talking to Ollie just cause he's 20 minutes down the road yeah, from me. Those two. those two are great. So, um, yeah. And there's others like, just like connecting when I'd hear a, a, an English accent, you know, no matter where they were from, you know, they're most quite a lot of the, um, guys and girls from up north and they sound different to me but it yeah. was really nice like speak to them um yeah, yeah. well that's so, good um, i wish they had more friends on different teams um mm. so i think that's something i'd like to work on next year to like branch out to make friends with people on different teams um you, can, and just, uh, you said you wanted to try more yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's the a working point for me to sort of branch yeah. out more because I think it's good to have friends on different teams and to speak to people that are non non rowers for me or non athletes. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it definitely helps. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's that's definitely who I am. Um, I remember trying to make sure I knew everybody, you know, and just made yeah. a bunch of friends on our floor. Um, I think for, for me, it was, I didn't like how we were in, uh, Catlett that much, you know, I think we were kind of far from Peterson, which kind of sucked. Yeah. You know? That's where uh, the other athletes are. Yeah. And I think there was, um, I don't know if you were there. We had a big giant meeting with, with a lot of the freshmen and sophomores and there was a, a talk about what the athletes wanted um, mm -hmm. from like how we can all be closer as like an athletic community. And we actually mentioned like having a, a student athlete cafeteria, you know, yeah. I think that would be huge. You know, yeah. I know other schools that do have that mm -hmm. and it's huge. I mean, I don't know about you. I definitely, I don't, not all the time, but there were times when I struggled to eat well in the dining hall. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you want to eat healthy, there's only certain things you can eat and it becomes very repetitive. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know how it is. So, it helps with athletes who can get on a plan. Yeah. So I think if we had that, it would be amazing. But yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, how did you, I mean, did you have anything 
um, like you did yourself that was just like, that helped you point in like the focus, like not focus direction, but kind of like help with the things around like going on. Like, I mean, I know I had a lot of emotions during the first semester mm-hmm. um, and just try to cope with different things. I know me, I, I'm a dude, I played video games, mm-hmm. you know, I played video games to try to get myself off my, you know, off getting pissed or getting sad. Um, yeah. I mean, how did you, did you have any like coping mechanisms at all really? Um, that people could try anything? I mean, definitely just like calling someone from home for me. Um, I was, it was sad, but it was also quite lucky. My roommate, she joined rowing and then decided it wasn't for her, which was absolutely fine. So she then became a non-athlete. So it was really great to, we formed a really strong bond of like sitting, watching TV. You know, I went to stay with her during Thanksgiving break. So we did a lot of talking and a lot of, you know, we'd go out together for dinner and go to the shops and yeah. I mean, when it was sunny, it was so nice. Just like sit by the river. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then Once it was cold, you couldn't redo that. So I guess when it got colder, it did dampen the mood, but I think spending time with people was my biggest thing. Um, away from rowing was also great because some of my stresses came from rowing and that's okay yeah yeah um, so yeah although I think it was it would have been great to have a roommate that got up with me for rowing and we went to practice together and were up at the same times it was so nice to have a roommate that wasn't an athlete Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah Ava yeah Good old Ava. She's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think, man, this is definitely the the podcast, the the episode about people and just making <laughs> close connections. Because um, I'm the same way. I uh, I made friends outside of um, athletes, actually. Yeah. Who, who helped me, you know, get through stuff. Um, you, you know, it did get out of low hand when they started asking me if I was up at you know, one o'clock in the morning and it's like, oh, yeah. I have to practice, you know, right, or yeah. I get those late night calls and it's like, I'm not going to be up, you know, it's yeah. uh, definitely, it's definitely something, but, you know, I think that if you have those close people, you know, that, that are going to be there no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, they, they can, you know, they know their distance, you know, yeah. for me, it's like I have a best friend back in California who, I miss a bunch who I could see every day, who mm-hmm. I want to see every day. But like, if I don't talk to them, they know what my end goal is. You know? Okay. I think, yeah. I think it's important to add that you don't really find, you might not find these people in college straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, it takes time to build those relationships. And so yeah. I guess it's sort of persevering, persevering through those first couple months. I know that like, August, September, I felt quite, not completely lost, because I am quite happy to spend time on my own, actually. So I guess they differ from some people, but yeah, I guess it's like reminding yourself that it takes time to find those people. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, It took me a while. I I didn't know anyone until I actually started saying hi to people 
Yeah. I was so worried about just, you know, I was the California kid. I mean, I didn't really, I was like, oh, I'm different, whatever. But then I was like, you know what? I need to make some friends. Let's try yeah. it. Yeah. Like starting over, you know, it's like, I mean, I see it like it's another chapter. You know, oh, yeah. A new chapter in your life where you can bring in new friends that like for, for the rest of the book, I guess, you know, and just like yeah. build relationships and build memories and stuff like that um but yeah i completely agree i I couldn't agree more um so looking back on it you know looking back on first semester and unfortunately not rowing i'm so so sorry i am so sorry um how would you i mean if you were if you were back in your senior year before you're about to sign or something like that i mean how would you um I mean, what advice would you give to those people? You know, like looking like for like in your in your shoes, like who were juniors or seniors? You know, like what would you give those those viewer listeners right now? Um, I think you will know the right place mm-hmm. when it is the right place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have that like oh, it's really deep you'll have like that you you do that you have that gut feeling when you know that it's the right college for you yeah um and I guess it's depending on where you're going like how far from home it is that if it's where you want to go you have to be persistent with it and you have to yeah like you have to really be striding towards that goal mm-hmm. um and I wouldn't change anything I don't think I was yeah you know, people, back, I was about to say I was about to ask that was the next question well, yeah. I mean, if you, were about to, if you could look back on on anything, like, would you change anything? Or, or if you could go back and give yourself advice, you know, what, what, what advice would you give yourself? Um, I don't think I'd change anything, to be honest. I really enjoyed it overall, I guess. Maybe to cry a bit less in Garbutt's office, but that's okay, you know, that's all right, that happens. It, it um, comes with it. it. comes with it. Yeah, I don't know, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd change anything. I'd sort of, if not, maybe tell my, like, I wish I would have sort of secured my place at Iowa a bit earlier, um, yeah. just so that it would have relieved a bit more stress um, in those months that I was talking to them. It would have been easier. But... Yeah. It wasn't bad, so that's yeah, good. that's good. Well, um, I think that a lot of people are gonna are gonna like what you have to say, um, especially with relationships and just making that connection with people. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think a lot of people can can take a lot from you. Um, one more question for mm-hmm. you. So it's I'm asking everybody this. It's uh-huh. Not a part of it. Um, what are the top three songs or top three artists you're listening to most right now? Um, I don't know if you'll know them. The Vaccines. Okay, okay. Uh, The Wombats. Okay, all right. Declan McKenna. Who? Declan McKenna. Okay, all right. 
Um, is that th that's three? That's three. That's three. Well, okay. um, for yeah. any of our listeners listening around right now, check those artists out. So groups. the first two were bands. Groups. So first, like the wombats and the vaccines are bands. Okay. All right. Well, any any of our our listeners um, listening to this podcast right now, check those out. Um, Kat Robbins, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Um, it means a lot to me. I miss you so much. Um, and hopefully you are staying, staying safe and healthy during this quarantine time. Yeah, you too, Preston. No, thank you. Woo! Did you get goosebumps? Because I know I did. And I do know that that was another great episode of the On Top Soon podcast and another great opportunity to learn how you can be the best and to reach your full and highest potential. Thank you so much to the very talented athlete we had on today. And before you go, please go give our Twitter account a follow at On Top Soon Podcast and go rate us on iTunes to give us some feedback on how we can be better every single day. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll look forward to hearing from you soon.